Welcome to the Inclusive Education Project. I'm Vicki Brett. I'm Amanda Salohi. We're two civil rights lawyers on a mission to change the conversation about education, civil rights, and modern activism. Each week, we're going to explore new topics which are going to educate and empower others and give them a platform to enact change in education and level the playing field. Welcome back, everyone. We're getting into the swing of things in the new school year. Crazy it may be. (laughs) Absolutely. Everything is crazy. So it's one of those things where you just try to do the best that you can. How is everybody? How are you feeling, Amanda? I mean, everything's so different. I I feel like we've been in this for a while. Yeah. So we should be used to it. But, you know, things change so much. You think, like, we thought back in, when was it, March? We were like, oh, schools are closed for two weeks. This is a two-week thing. And how quickly we've had the upturn of, you know, highs and lows of, oh, are we getting better? No, we're not. Yeah. Yeah. It'll probably depend whoever's listening to this where you're located obviously in california things we thought were getting a lot better and then took a a nosedive (laughs) yeah over yeah over the summer it's definitely a lot of ups and downs and you know we always try to have guests on the podcast that really speak to what is happening not just with our kiddos that have different learning styles and are neurotypical or neurodiverse but i think today with andy long on the podcast she really with the bloom foundation has kind of hit a note i think during this time with our mental health right a social emotional learning program. Something that just about anybody can relate to. Mental health, especially in this day and age, is so important for everyone to kind of be in tune with whether you're struggling or not. Absolutely. So Andy, thank you so much for joining us on our podcast. Yes, happy to be here. Thank you. (laughs) So Andy, why don't you kind of tell us a little bit about yourself, maybe like your background. Sure. So my name is Andy and I grew up in Thousand Oaks, California. So I was in Southern California for most of my life. Um, It was a beautiful place to grow up. Actually, still, when I go and visit, I put on um, Concerning Hobbits, like the Lord (laughs) of the Rings soundtrack. Yeah. Because it's It's totally like the Shire and just so I loved growing up there and it was beautiful. So, but in... That's my neck of the woods. I grew up in Agora Hills, so right down the road. Yes, I'm from Oak Park, but yes, I just loved it. And then when I was in sixth grade, I mean, I had a really great childhood and just really great friends. But in sixth grade was when I, that's when we had dial up internet still and like AOL. Yeah. Yeah. Right. (laughs) It's fun. But unfortunately, with those sites, there can also be cyberbullying. Yeah. So there's a website called School Scandals. And, you know, I was in sixth grade, so other middle school students weren't as nice as, you know, we can expect them to be on an online site. And so someone just made fun of me a lot on that website and just about the way I dressed and called me, you know, a loser and a poser. And so that was super hard because being in middle school, you're, you're figuring out who you are and, you know, what you like and your identity and to have someone anonymously kind of, you know, talk bad about you was so challenging. So yeah, experience of cyberbullying back then. Um, Yeah, it's just tough to go through that, you know, at a young age. So absolutely. And that was in a time when we, you know, it it was like just all beginning. I think our, you know, 
none of our parents really understood and teachers and professionals because they didn't grow up with it. We were kind of the first generation to grow up with any of that. So I think new for everyone to kind of wrap their heads around what was happening. Oh, absolutely. Yes. And so that's, I think, you know, that kind of touches on support for someone who's going through bullying. I think even still, it's kind of, it's hard to know exactly what to say to someone mm-hmm. who's experiencing bullying. Yeah. But I do know that validating really helps and not brushing it off or minimizing because it's so painful. And even now, I don't think we as adults can fully understand what it's like with all these different social media platforms and to go through bullying on those platforms. So, but validating and saying like, you know, I can imagine how much that would hurt versus saying like, oh, you know, don't worry about it. Just get over it. Right. That can actually really make a difference. Yeah. Uh I mean, obviously with the platform, everything and everyone has been online. It also presents a different type of just medium right in the sense of so many people make anonymous accounts and like troll people online and you know they're not really putting their name to it right we see that Mm -hmm. with a lot of the celebrities so some of them just don't have comments right because there's just so many people that I don't know if why they're braver to you know obviously they're not brave right they're they're not putting their name and their face to it but I think that this is a new realm, right, of us seeing the the social emotional interactions between kids be very different, right? Because they're in their own homes, maybe there's more adult supervision. So it we're still in the middle, right, of kind of figuring this stuff out. So like, how does that what has happened kind of impacted the work that you're doing at the Bloom Foundation? Yeah. And something you just mentioned as well is I think with the screens there, you don't know, you can't see the reaction of a person with your words. Yeah. So there, it's kind of that lack of empathy um, Mm -hmm. with screens. So that's definitely a big value that we teach is empathy, teaching, you know, what it's, how to empathize what someone's going through. And so it's a lot of emotional intelligence that we teach. Okay. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, and I think a big reason that Bloom Foundation was created is because going through bullying, there's a lot of bullying education and bullying programs, but they all kind of air towards the side of anti-bullying or bullying prevention, yeah. which is so important and, you know, definitely an important message. Um, but if you're going through bullying and experiencing it, I think that being taught emotional intelligence and, mm-hmm. you know, what am I feeling? How am I feeling? And processing those things and sharing them in a safe space. You know, those things are so important. And I think also on that side, you can get like, you can get support, but sometimes it's therapy, which might not be accessible or there's, you know, so I just wanted to kind of bridge that gap of creating a program that taught social emotional learning and emotional intelligence in an eight week fun program and an interactive program with um, just girls and like middle schools. We have a middle school group, eight uh, high school groups, just to get together and empower and encourage one another and go through the the program together. That's kind of how what we've created. 
I think especially with that group, that's like amazing, right? <laughs> um, and I'm sure, you know, it could even be younger, but there's something about kind of that middle school aspect, right? Of yeah. being in a different environment and kind of going through the growing pains of literally growing. And I like the focus of the empowerment because I think just as a culture, yeah. sadly, women attack other women. And yeah. I think that gets learned really young. So I really like the emphasis and the focus on that particular group. Is that kind of what you found like when you have it just be um, girls, just being able to kind of be more open about one's feelings and things like that? Uh, yes, I think that having a girl space is something that is just really powerful and definitely seeing girls open up. And at the end, they have mentioned it's like having sisters or Aww. just people who you know will have your best interests and be there to empower and encourage you going forward too, which I think is so powerful. That's wonderful. So is your target like audience, obviously, you know, kids that are going through a tough time, but in looking at empowering and looking at building emotional intelligence, are you also kind of trying to reach out to just any almost like any middle schooler? Because this is something that even if they're not maybe necessarily going through bullying right now, I'm sure they've all seen it or been a bystander, someone that could benefit. Yes. Uh-huh. Yeah. I think like you mentioned in the beginning, this is something anyone can relate to. And, you know, I think even as adults, we can kind of reflect and process on different experiences that that we've grown through. We always like to say, like, grow through what you go through. Yeah. Uh, so I think that, yeah, I think any middle schooler and really any person can kind of identify with this mission um, and, you know, connect with the personal experience they had and either reflect on how they've grown from it or um, how they can grow from something like this. And and yes, I think middle school is such a great age to focus on, but bullying is not limited to just middle school, right? Even as adults, I think we can encounter, Absolutely. and like you said, celebrities, it's, yep. it's kind of a part of the culture too in, in a different way right now. Yeah, when especially at that age, I mean, I would say there's probably kids that are in elementary school that are online, have Facebook and whatnot, but I'd say more often than not, most of the times kids are getting their first profiles, they're in middle school, and so, like, that's when they're first learning, you know, this interaction that's outside of school, and with so many more kids, I guess, being so glued to their phone and electronics and social media, I think you're seeing such a higher percentage of social interaction happening online rather than in person. And, you know, I think about like, I think when you're in school, if you see someone saying something mean to someone else, it's that you immediately see the reaction of the other person, how they might get upset with it. And that's the learning process, right? You're in middle school and you see someone get treated some way and you think, oh, they are really upset. Like, I think it's easier to internalize that. But, you know, like Vicky said, you're not online, you're not seeing that reaction. Like you mentioned, like you're not, I think experiences and what we see are so much part of the learning process, not yeah. just being told this is what you should do, or this is what you shouldn't do, right? We learn from experiences. So I think these kids these days are not getting as much of the experiences in person. So how we teach them, I think does need to change. 
Yeah. And I mean, I think it comes down to, I mean, words are so powerful and I think there, you know, there can be a disconnect when it's written words because like we're talking about, you don't see the reaction, but still those words are so, so powerful. And each word I think, you know, that we say can really build up or tear down. And so it's really about choosing those those words that will build um, build others up and build yourself up too. So I don't know if you've heard of like the experiment or the quote about talking kindly to plants and how that helps them grow and how we can apply that to talking to humans as well or talking to ourselves and others. But I just love that that image and that quote. I think it's imagine if talking kindly to plants helps them grow, like imagine what that would do to yes. like humans. And mm-hmm. I just think it's a really great reminder to choose your words wisely when you're talking to other people and how you're talking to yourself too. And I think that's just a really important lesson to teach young girls because we can be our harshest critic and, you know, we can really just not, we can be a good friend to others, but sometimes it's hard to do that to ourselves. But I think that's just such, I wish that I could go back to my middle school self and, you know, just be kinder to myself and give myself more grace, you know? Yeah, that's a wonderful quote. I wish more schools would have that. Like I, we go into schools all the time and I always say, when we talk about like the quote unquote anti-bullying policies, a lot of times these schools, like part of their policies is, oh, we're going to put up a poster that says, if you see something, say something. And I like see those posters all the time and I go, what good does that do? But like, I feel like this, if this quote, like this idea was on a poster, that would make a difference. That would be so much more of an impact than these, if you see something, say something, you know? Right, right. And I think that, you know, if you see something, say something is so important. And we need to, you know, that's such a good um, lesson. But the reality is that kids are very afraid or can be very afraid of retaliation if they do say something. Or, you know, I think snitch is like a word that's commonly used in a negative way if you do say something. So I think we have to be mindful of like the reality of what they're experiencing and not it's a great tagline, but in reality, like, you know, is there a better way that they can report bullying or, you know, get help? Well, I think what's really interesting about your program is that focus on emotional intelligence, right? I mean, we um, have had different people on our pod talk about, you know, mindfulness in schools and, and things like that. And what's unique about your program and your partnerships, you know, in trying to seek after school partnerships with schools and things like that, that it is a form of curriculum that, you know, children may get at school, may get from home, but it's like so condensed, you know, in, in a program you're with other girls and you're learning all of this stuff in like a fun way. And I think that starting to be kind to yourself, just like you said, is something that you would think is just innate and it's completely not. You are your own worst critic and along the way, especially maybe even starting in middle school, I, actually, you know, I read something, I wish I could pull it up and it was talking about the self-esteem of little girls and like by the age of like five, they think that they can't be like 
any type of like math, like engineer or like something like structural. Oh, well, that's something boys usually do like by the age of five. Right. And it's just like this cultural kind of, oh, well, girls are teachers, right? Men are or boys are doctor, you know, and even though it doesn't seem like, oh, we're in 2020, like that's not happening. It absolutely is happening. And I think it starts with trying to teach kindness to yourself so that you're able to recognize when somebody is hurt or in need. Because oftentimes, and I'm sure you guys kind of go over this, that's the bullying is coming from an insecurity of that person or something like that. Yes. I, yep. Yeah. How has, sorry, I know it was just like a statement. How has, like, you've obviously switched to like an online model with your program, or are you still, how has COVID kind of impacted things? Yeah. So we did, we, we used to do in-person sessions and those were wonderful. So, um, but with COVID, I think, you know, we've switched to doing more things online. We'd held a survey and found that most students would like to see content through Instagram um, out of all of the different social media platforms. So we've done more Instagram lives. We're holding an ambassador group and for high school students to be a part of our program and really kind of own a piece and learn more about leadership. And then we, yeah, it's fun. And I think with that, we are also hoping that we can um, have them be leaders of like a club on campus and grow that way too, which is super exciting. Um, But who knows what that will look like in our current times, but sure. Yeah. And just doing more digital workshops too. And one boys and girls club is reopening. So we've done kind of outdoor and socially distant and masked uh, sessions, which is nice. That is Mm -hmm. nice. Yeah. Yeah. Because I think uh, there's a lot we can do virtual. It's a lot better when we're talking about these kinds of subjects, but both ways, I think, work and are really needed in today's uh, new normal as well. Yeah, I can imagine. I mean, you've been, you're a young person and you've been bullied online or you've struggled both up online. So to get online to do the like healing, I can imagine can be a tough kind of hurdle. So I can imagine, especially like if a a kid is starting to buy into a program, having some in person, I'm sure is just such a different thing. Yeah. And our groups are small. So we typically do 10 or less. So it's, we're able to spread out. And I think that group size also helps with opening up and sharing. Amy, how can people find out more information about the Bloom Foundation? I know you already yep. mentioned Instagram, which definitely Instagram. Always fun. Yeah. <laughs> and that one's easy. It's just at Bloom Foundation, one word. And then our website is hellobloom.org. And then um, please sign up for, you know, email updates and get involved that way. And you can also always email info at hellobloom.org. Awesome. Yeah, it sounds like you're completely on social media and obviously online, which is also great. And I love the leadership opportunities. I think that is such a unique kind of segue of being able to the action of empowerment, right? And the spreading of the message like on the campuses, you know, by having a a club maybe in high school or, or something like that. I think that's ingenious. That's awesome. And I was hoping that you could share with us as we close out, do you have any like a good feeling story or maybe something about one of the girls that have has gone through the program that you're able to share with us? 
Yes, absolutely. I'd be so happy to share. I wanted to share with you today, a, she's in eighth grade, and a few things that she's heard over the years, she wrote down and we replaced them with the truth. Um, but the negative things she heard, you are irrelevant, no one likes you, you're ugly, and you're a loner. And uh, we replaced those with the truth of you are okay, you are good enough, and it doesn't matter. There will be people who likes and dislikes you, and that shouldn't matter. So you are enough. And then I just wanted to end with a letter that she wrote to herself too. Um, she said, Dear me, don't forget to be kind, forgiving, and caring. You are always nice, so stay that way. Don't forget to love yourself for who you are and never let the judgment of others offend you. You are amazing, smart, beautiful, nice, loving, and thoughtful. Don't ever give up and always be kind and always remember that words can hurt. But another thing is that you are pretty. It does not matter how you dress, how you look, and how much you weigh. Always be you, be kind, and be amazing. So, Oh my gosh, why are we crying right now? That was so beautiful and so well said. Is that somebody yeah. in, I don't know that you could share, is, was that somebody in middle school or high school? She's in middle school. Oh my gosh. What an angel. Yes, I know. I'm not going to uh, share her name. No, of course. Her, yeah. But yeah, she's 13. And just that she was able to, you know, write down those negative things, but then replace them with the truth. And I think that, you know, it's so important to raise up these girls to be leaders. And I think she can help so many people with her story, too. And so I just hope that it's a cycle of positivity and we're turning that narrative from being bullied to becoming a leader and yeah just knowing their worth it's so wonderful it just it really speaks to the power of the way you guys are doing your programming and how i think it is somewhat different than other programs we see out there and i think the the difference it, it shows through in how these these kids are are being able to express themselves after and yeah. going out into the world to be that example right which is amazing yes yes it's like don't hide don't hide from who you are there's nothing wrong with you so don't let that like steal you know your unique identity and like the way that you shine absolutely yeah. i love that Thank you, Andy, so much for coming and talking about the Bloom Foundation. Again, it's super simple, hellobloom.org. They have a lot of great content on their social media, their Instagram. And yeah, for more information or to connect with Andy, check them out. Thank you, Andy, again for coming on. And uh, I hope that was inspiring. I feel inspired, Amanda. How about you? Yeah, absolutely. I hope this helps, I think, families kind of get the school you're off on the right foot. I think we all need that. Absolutely. All right. Well, we hope you guys will join us again next week. Have a good week. Bye. Bye.